into the arms of Davis. And the superior team all season long was the superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rushing record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. Okay, Big Blue Nation, everybody take a deep breath and exhale. We got the monkey off our back. Now we return to our scheduled programming Sam's going to break down some of the highlights of the first few days of March Madness. Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. And it feels good to to take that exhale alongside you and the rest of Big Blue Nation. Uh, We stopped the streak of 1,449 days without being victorious in the tournament, AJ. But now, think of how quickly this flips. The Kentucky Wildcats now haven't lost in the tournament in 366 days, AJ. So, um, again, I talked about that perspective on our last episode, but how quickly things can change. And it feels good, AJ. But, I mean, this tournament has been everything you could ever want out of the first round and then a couple of change games here in the second round today, AJ. But just an incredible tournament. We have upsets galore with a 15-seed in Princeton beating Arizona down the wire 59 to 55 AJ you got Fairley Dickinson getting the probably AJ the biggest upset in NCAA tournament history this is a team AJ that was ranked just too shy 363 out of 365 teams I believe in all of the NCAA this year AJ and they lost to that last place team just a month ago. They come out and they beat the Goliath and Zach Eady and the Purdue Boilermakers, AJ. I will have to give myself some credit. I picked that game. I just didn't like what I saw out of Purdue this year. It just felt like they didn't know how to adjust when they weren't able to go the route they wanted the game to go. But again, it's just some incredible games. You see a banged-up Tennessee team go lockdown defense the first two rounds, just beat Duke to advance to the Sweet 16, AJ. You've got just upsets galore, a 15, a 16, a 14, and a 13 seed all advancing, AJ. Just some incredible matchups. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of madness to try to keep up with. I, for one, have had two screens going the whole time. You know, YouTube TV, I got to give a shout-out to them, AJ. They give you the opportunity to have a quad box. So I've had five games going on at once. It's just been so much fun the last couple of days. I mean, this truly is probably my favorite stretch of the year here. You're just getting nonstop action of some of the most – highly competitive matchups in college basketball. But, you know, for me, AJ, 
it's been fun to also see some of the SEC rise up and win some key matchups. You've got um, really teams like Auburn stepping up and getting a first-round win and now matching up against Houston, which A.J., Contention on how Sasser is feeling. I know he's got that ongoing groin injury. I, I don't actually hate that matchup for Auburn. I think they have an opportunity to maybe knock off another one seed. We'll have to see how that plays out. You got, you know, obviously Kentucky advancing, Arkansas advancing. You got Tennessee advancing to the Sweet 16 now. So really an awesome show out from the SEC, which always boasts well come March Madness time, AJ. You've got the Big Ten doing exactly what they've done the last couple of years and dwindling down from what was eight teams to just a mere few teams left in Michigan State. Hopefully they can advance for your sake, AJ. Penn State looks as deadly as any team in the nation right now with the potent offense that they're playing with. I mean, they spread the ball, they spread the floor, and they shoot the lights out of the gym, AJ. So a lot of fun to watch that team. But for you, AJ, before we get into this Kentucky Wildcats W over the number 11 seed Providence Friars, what team has stepped out to you so far, AJ, and who do you think is poised to make a deep run in this March Madness tournament? Yeah, Sam, I mean, to, to answer your question pretty bluntly, I mean, I think the field is wide open right now. I, I really do. I don't think there's one team you can pinpoint right now that you just say is that much better than everybody else I mean I think the consensus pick would be Alabama but you know Brandon Miller scoring zero points is is of concern in that game I know they didn't necessarily need him in that first round matchup but um, you know they're gonna get somebody's best shot here real soon and you're gonna see if they're they're able to handle it so I think Sam it's really wide open and and that's what you just gotta love about March I mean for me, this time of year is amazing. Every Thursday and Friday since I got out of college, I've taken two days off of work. I do not work. I sit down in front of a TV for those two days and just watch basketball. And I think it it, it, it started off with a bang, and that kind of set the tone for the tournament, Sam. I mean, you had a West Virginia-Maryland game early in the morning on Thursday. It goes down to the absolute wire Right as that game ends, everybody focuses their attention to Furman in Virginia. And what do you get in that game? A, a Virginia meltdown. Guy loses his mind, tries to throw the ball while he's trapped in the corner, goes straight to a guy in Furman. <laughs> he makes the pass, hits the three. I mean, and that kind of just right there set the tone for the tournament. Say, hey, this, no doubt. this is really anybody's game right now. And if you don't show up to play, you could be going home. And you outlined the epitome of that with Purdue going home in the first round against Fairly Dick Fairly Dickinson and it's just it's been pretty wild. I mean some teams some games have been what you you probably would have ex- expected but a lot of madness already happening Sam. I mean I think it's anybody's tournament right now. Mm-hmm. The highlight for me for the first few days though is Kentucky getting that victory. And because of that victory they are able to move on to the next round. But before we get there, we do have to talk about that victory. It indeed was the Kentucky Wildcats who come out on the right end of a hard-fought battle with the Providence Friars on Friday evening. Final score is 61-53 to as the Cats cover as a 4.5-point favorite. Would you all believe me that through UK's defensive struggles at time this season, 
Their win over Providence marks the eighth time they have held an opponent to under 60 points. It could not have come at a better time as Kentucky shot only 36.5% from from the field and 31.3% from three and had to rely on their defense and rebounding to lead them to victory. Defensively, they stepped up to the plate as they held Providence to 36.2% from the field and 20.8% from three, while forcing six steals and four blocks in their effort. UK put on a clinic when it comes to rebounding as they haul in 46 boards in this one, 16 offensive rebounds, 30 defensive rebounds. Providence had 27 rebounds as a team, while Oscar Shibwe had 25 himself. Truly one of the most dominating rebounding performances in NCAA tournament history. Sam, let's bring you back in here. I know you've been chomping at the bit. What impressed you in Kentucky's first round victory over to the Providence Friars? Yeah, AJ, I, I you know, I'm I'm grinning ear to ear right now, just thinking back hearing you break down that game. It's it was just such an awesome matchup for the Kentucky Wildcats you know you got to hand it to the Providence Friars they are a strong physical team that really distributes the ball well and they came in HA and what stands out most to me as a top 20 most efficient offense in the entire country the Kentucky Wildcats struggle struggled at times offensively AJ like you said just barely shooting over 30 percent 36 percent from the field and they hold Providence to 53 total points, AJ. I mean, that is just such a team effort. They were locked in defensively, and even when they started that second half and they could not score for the life of them, they made sure that Providence couldn't do either because that could have proved an opportunity in a you know a pivotal point in the game where Providence would have been able to claw back and really make it a ball game. And, you know, they, they went on a slight run, but every time – Kentucky was waiting there with a response, AJ, with an answer. And I thought that was what really impressed me most. I mean, we made winning plays down the stretch. I I thought two of the most pivotal moments of the game, AJ, were coming late in the game where with just around four minutes to go, Oscar grabs an offensive rebound and a putback dunk to extend our lead from four to six with just around four minutes to go. Flash forward just over a minute and some change. We're under the three-minute mark, AJ. Oscar again grabs a steal, runs it up the court, grabs an offensive rebound, and gets an assist to a wide-open Chris Livingston to increase our lead from six to eight. I mean, those are the type of plays out of your best player that you desperately need in this March Madness tournament, AJ. And, And Oscar and company got it done. And I just, I'm so happy for Mr. Sheway because the big O, I mean, I think he, just like everyone else on that team, but definitely Oscar with the performance he put up against St. Peter's last year, really took it to heart and felt as though it was his fault. You know, he's been attacked all year long. He, he comes out the other side again as a consensus second team, all American. And he showed up with one of the most historic performances in UK basketball history. AJ, you already said it, but he comes away with 20, five rebounds that is the most in tournament history for any Kentucky Wildcat AJ ever in program history that's that's just absurd and then 
when we put it on the grand scheme of things in all of college basketball, that is the most rebounds recorded in a NCAA tournament game in 46 years. I mean, we are actually watching a generational talent in Oscar Sheeway, and I, for one, am never going to take what he does on a game-in and game-out basis for granted because he, he is the heart and soul of this team, of this state, and he deserves it, AJ. I mean, what a fun first round matchup and what a great game but it was not just Oscar Sheepway AJ every single person contributed that was on the floor I mean one person that I got to bring up and I'm bringing his name up early for a reason is Damian Collins AJ for a guy that has not had significant minutes throughout the season a guy that had to basically step away from playing with his personal Life happening, obviously, with his father passing away, AJ. He gets his number called because Oscar Sheway gets his third foul early in the game. AJ, he came in at the 14 minute and 17 second mark in the second half. We are up 42 to 37. He then exits the game at the 9 minute and 30 second mark. So he's out there for a strong five minutes, AJ. When he exits, we are up 46 to 38. They scored one point. I mean, he was, he had high energy. He was flying around. He helped us in a critical time to be able to give Oscar Shibway critical minutes on the bench so he didn't quit pick up a fourth foul early. And then next thing you know, he's sitting in until the four minute mark, AJ. And that is such important minutes for the Kentucky Wildcats that Damian Collins was able to give us, and I'm really proud of the effort. I mean, next guy i got to bring up. I mean, I'm just so proud of this team, AJ. I'm just so happy with how they showed up, the joy that they played with, and I use that that word deliberately because the next person I'm bringing up, AJ, is our coach, is John Calipari. I mean, you got to hand it to this guy through all – the external noise, through all the pressure, through all of it with Big Blue Nation this year, the bruises, the punches, the highs and the lows, he got his team prepared for this first-round matchup that a lot of people, AJ, let's be honest, I know we were four-and-a-half-point favorites, but a lot of people were saying we weren't capable of coming away in this first round with a victory, and we secured the W. And you know, there's a lot of reports talking about how Calipari really chose to go into this game with a very loose demeanor, with a lot of, you know, fun energy. And then, you know, for, for me, his post-game interview with his team, with Oscar Sheeway and Tony Reeves, Jacob Toppin, and Casey Wallace all sitting at the podium with me, with him really stands out to me. And I'm going to read it to you guys just because I think it's that important to carry this energy for the rest of the tournament. But John Calipari says... I don't think if in this tournament winning is a relief, what the heck are you doing here? This is joy. You win in this tournament, doesn't matter how you win. They're teams that have gotten knocked out. You just keep playing and having joy. He uses that word joy, AJ, because this isn't supposed to be a relief. And, you know, I love the exercise we did because that's that's the fans playing it through their head. But John Calipari refuses to let his team feel that pressure. You are supposed to enjoy this moment, enjoy this tournament, because it doesn't come around for everyone, and it especially doesn't come around for everyone to find wins come March Madness time. So really happy that John Calipari is trying to shoulder that weight as opposed to his team 
players, and you can see it because they played with energy, they played with fight, AJ, and they did exactly what John Calipari asked of them to do, and that's find the joy in the game. And one person specifically that stood out to me that was playing with that energy, that joy, was Jacob Toppin. I mean, he was phenomenal, AJ. He really played into the the Jacob Toppin versus Hopkins matchup, and he shut Bryce down, AJ. I mean, when we talked about in our preview that matchup, we knew that was going to be pivotal. I, I mean, we're talking about Bryce Hopkins being their number one rebounder and number one scorer. So it, it's not that it's the Bryce versus Toppin matchup because he used to go to Kentucky. It's because he's their best player, and Toppin's got to lock him down, AJ. And Bryce finishes with seven points, eight rebounds, two assists, two for nine from the field. Meanwhile, Jacob Toppin has one of his better performances as of late with 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, six for 14 from the field, a block on Bryce Hopkins, which is arguably one of my favorite overall plays of the season. It leads to a transition bucket and an assist from C.J. Frederick to Antonio Reeves from deep. And A.J., I mean, I just loved his energy. He drew a couple of charges on Bryce, and he just showed that he was built for a moment like this. I think he showed the confidence, the leadership that John Calipari has chose to believe in him, and it's been fun to watch him flourish into this go-to guy for the Kentucky Wildcats, honestly. And I think we've talked about it all season, AJ, and we talked about it all the way back to the preseason when we were in the Bahamas. If Jacob Toppin steps up, he can lead us as deep as we want to go into this March Madness tournament. And he did that on full display in our first round matchup. Going to be critical, continue that effort throughout the rest of the tournament. Boy, did that really stand out to me, AJ. I'm sure you're going to bring up his name, so I won't have to, but obviously Antonio Reeves goes nuclear. The guy is a flamethrower, AJ, but I'll pass it back to you so we can get you back in here. I've got a few more considerations, but I'm really eager to hear what you had to say. Granted, AJ, I appreciate all your effort. I know you had to watch the game on delay. You shut off the phone. You had <laughs> yeah. no idea what happened. Yeah, that but was that's, a tough that's one. incredible determination for you to not have to peek at your phone and try to find out what happened earlier. But we were itching to find out what your considerations were. So for the people, tell me what your takeaways are, man. Yeah, Sam, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I had to go to a, a wedding last night. So shut my phone down before I went. Uh, didn't want to get any alerts or texts or anything on my phone. And then didn't get back till about oh, around midnight. Um, sat down, had recorded the game, and, and just sat there in darkness and, and watched the game. And uh, the smile on my face just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the game went along. So uh, really, Sam, just uh, a gutsy performance by the Kentucky Wildcats. Not a night where they have uh, even close to their best shooting night. I mean, one of their, their worst shooting nights, um, well below their averages, and yet they found a way to to win the game. And you know, the guys you talked about, they all made a, a huge impact on this game. I mean, I thought Jacob Toppin, like you said, he looked so aggressive from the beginning of the game till the end, attacking the basket, defending at a really high level. He really forced Bryce Hopkins to try to have to initiate his offense from farther away from the basket, kind of turned him into a jump shooter. And, and most of those jump shots were contested. And that's why he goes two for nine. And so, um, again, Toppin with the rebounding 
active on the glass. And then his free throw shooting, Sammy steps up to the line. He goes six for six. He makes some really, really crucial free throws for us. So I thought he played a tremendous game. Oscar Shibway, I mean, you don't have to say anything more than the 25 rebounds. But to go along with that, he also has three steals, two blocks, and three assists. And listen, this is a guy who dominated a first-round NCAA tournament game without scoring the basketball barely. Like, that's the type of impact that this guy has on our team. And Sam, it kind of reminded me of, you know, I was, you do it too. At this time of year, we always go back and we we kind of rewatch that 2012 national championship game. And there there's something in my mind that sticks out from that game so much is Anthony Davis couldn't buy a bucket in the first half. He walked into the locker room. He said, I'm not shooting anymore. I'm playing defense. I'm stepping up to the plate. And and Oscar kind of like took on that role and said, listen, this isn't a game. I'm going to go out and score 20-plus points. How can I absolutely dominate this game? And, and he did it, and that was, was really impressive to see. Antonio Reeves, he is that dude. Um, it's confirmed. He's that guy. Yeah, he is that guy. It, it's been confirmed. Um, I went down to uh, the DMV this morning or the, you know, Secretary of State, wherever you want to call it, and uh, turns out they gave him a certification after the game last night. He is now a certified flamethrower. Um, the dude is just, he gets buckets, Sam. From No, he's a bucket getter. Yeah. From the three-point line and in, the shot is so deadly that now he is, he is really starting to flourish, taking people off the dribble the way he can finish now around the basket. I mean, he, he is, we've watched him develop his game into a whole new level, Sam. I mean, really just the way he can break you down at all three levels. And we needed that offense. We needed one guy to really carry us through that game. And it was him. I mean, Jacob Toppin as well with the 18 points, those two were the, were the real um, heavy, heavy load carriers on offense, but really just, I mean, Reeves is in a groove, man. He, he's, he's putting up almost 20 a night now. And so we're going to need that from him if we want to go deep in this tournament, but a, a great, a great AJ. game by him. And then one guy that uh, you didn't mention, Sam, and I'll go into him is Cason Wallace. And listen, I thought he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. That, that was obvious, but still nursing that ankle a little, despite not being able to score, I thought his, level of defense was very high in that game I thought he did a wonderful job and then he had four rebounds five assists only one turnover and two steals so he played the role of a point guard extremely well in that game and he's going to get it going he's the the shots will start to fall it wasn't just him it was the whole team really Um, and Chris Livingston I thought high energy all game long and not a ton Mm -hmm. to show for it on the stat sheet but Sam he seems to be a guy who always just finds a way to get a bucket when we need one like if we're going through a drought or we need some energy he's the one who kind of inserts himself and gets us going and so I thought he played a really good game 6.6 rebounds and like I said just fought all night long and then I did want to make one note about CJ Frederick listen I don't care what the stat sheet looks like. I do not care. This guy is making a major impact on this basketball team right now. He is showing a lot of guts and fighting through a lot of the injuries and and different bruises he's taken along the way. And he took another shot last night. And listen, this guy just continues to fight and fight and make winning plays for this basketball team. Just him alone playing and making those plays is giving his teammates the confidence 
that if he's not even close to 100% and he's playing like this, we can't let him down. We can't not play like this. And so I think it's sending a great message, A, and it's just giving this team a little jolt of energy that he's out there. So I thought just seeing him running up and down the court making winning basketball plays was really awesome. I was I was really hoping when he got those back-to-back threes he was going to nail one of them, <laughs> but, he, but he didn't. But uh, anyways, yeah, Sam, listen – March is all about survive and advance. I don't care how you get it done. You got to get it done. And that is exactly what the Kentucky Wildcats did in this one. So that's really all I got, man. I mean, I'll give it back to you. Put some final touches and uh, tie the bow on this one. And then we'll move on to Kentucky's round of 32 matchup. Yeah, I mean, we definitely can't understate the importance of C.J. Frederick for this team, A.J. I mean, I know it didn't show up on the stat sheet, but I'm really glad you brought him up. I mean, even that play that I referred to earlier that's going to be going down as one of my favorite plays of the year, the block from Jacob Toppin, the lead out from Oscar to uh, to Reeves, Reeves to then C.J., A.J. C.J. drew two players because of the threat that he is from three-point land. He dishes it back to Antonio, who drills the deep three. I mean, you can't understate that importance that he brings to the table. He, he fights through everything, AJ. He played phenomenal defense. If you watch some of the tape, I mean, he fought through so many screens, AJ. He, he is just nonstop energy for us, and I absolutely love what he brings to the table. I know he's not necessarily putting up numbers right now offensively, but it's okay. He, he's still a threat from deep, AJ. He's still that guy that holds us together. He, he is totally one of the glue guys for this Kentucky Wildcats team that is helping us build chemistry both on and off the court. Hopefully, obviously, will yield us to another victory come on the horizon this Sunday, AJ. But, I mean, I, I thought you brought up Chris and – you did it well because that was my you know, next point was Chris, Oscar, even Jacob Toppin. They made physical and timely buckets, AJ. They were not easy shots, open jumpers, you know, left wide open. No, they fought through the physicality and they made tough baskets when the Kentucky Wildcats needed. And I thought Chris Livingston, he just, like you said, he's got a knack for knowing when he's got to get in attack mode and make a play for the Kentucky Wildcats when we're struggling and, it really is alleviating some of the pressure from Oscar, from Jacob, from going out there possession after possession and trying to force their own shot, and it's really helping us. And, I mean, you said it, but Antonio Reeves, he continues to stay hot. He's a flamethrower for us, H.A. And would you believe me if I told you that his five three-pointers is the most in NCAA tournament history for the Kentucky Wildcats since 2012, a team that you just brought up, when Deron Lamb hit five threes against Iowa State, AJ, in their pursuit of a national championship. So, I mean, the comparisons left and right to a team that has brought us glory and a banner, obviously, to the Lexington throne, AJ. But all in all, it all boils down to the defensive efforts that, that we talked about and the rebounding, AJ. I mean, the rebounding, we talked about it leading up to the game, but Providence came in as one of the top rebounding teams in the country, the number one rebounding team in the Big East, and we dominated AJ. We made it look like it was child's play for Oscar Sheboy and company to go out and grab every board. AJ, the starling is that on 78.9%, so nearly 79% of our defensive rebounds, we grabbed them. 
that's that's impressive, AJ. Nearly 80% of the boards that were available, we almost get out and we grab all of them. I mean, that is what separates you from the competitors in this type of setting, AJ. And the, the biggest thing that that yielded to was the second chance points. We put up 18 second chance points on our 18 offensive rebounds, AJ. That's a huge dictator as far as why Kentucky, who struggled offensively, was able to create separation throughout the game. It was those second chance points. It was that continuous and conscious effort to get after the glass. And that really is what sticks out to me, AJ. But hey, you said it. Survive and advance. Kentucky gets the monkey off the back and we're headed to the second round to match up against a familiar team to John Calipari and this Kentucky program in the Kansas State Wildcats. Yes, Sam, seems that uh, Kansas State somehow finds a way to be an opponent in our path during the NCAA tournament at times. But this year is different. None of those other years matter. So let's dive into the matchup with this year's Kentucky Wildcats and Kansas State Wildcats. The stage is set. It is now the round of 32. Game will be played in the same arena as the other day down in Greensboro. Right now you have Kentucky as a two and a half point favorite if you're looking at the money line right around minus 150. Now I will say this did open in some shops as uh, Kentucky actually as a slight underdog, but as of Saturday evening while we record right now, they are sitting around a two, two and a half point favorite depending on where you bet. And also the total on the game is 145 and a half. So a little back and forth going on with this game, probably some differing opinions between these two teams, but ultimately pretty evenly matched when you're looking at this game from a handicapping perspective. Kansas State comes into this round of 32 matchup as the East region's three seed and fresh off of a 77-65 to win over 14-seeded Montana State Friday night in Greensboro. K-State came into this season as kind of an unknown as Jerome Tang took the helm in his first crack as a head coach after 19 seasons as an assistant at Baylor. It didn't take him long to let the college basketball world know they had arrived on the scene going 11-1 in their non-conference schedule. Tang and company backed up their early play going 11-7 in conference, playing, in conference play finishing fourth in a highly competitive Big 12 conference. I've actually watched this team play quite a lot this year, so really excited for this matchup. First thing you need to know about this team is they are led by a dynamic duo of seniors in point guard Marquise Noel and forward Keontae Johnson. These two combine to average right around 35 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and 10 assists per game. If you want to stop this team, it's going to start there. Noel is a smaller guard at 5'8", but what he lacks in size he makes up for in skill and quickness. This is a guy who can score from anywhere on the court. He has unlimited range, so you have to guard him far away from the basket. He also has the ability to break you down off the dribble and get to the rim. On top of that, he has some of the best court vision in the country as he can consistently hit his open shooters once getting into the lane. So once he breaks you down, he knows how to make the right play. He shot over 200 three-pointers this season and sits at right around 35%. When we look at Keontae Johnson, he is a totally different player, 
but one who plays off of Noel's game very well. A physical forward at 6'6", 230 pounds. He can score at all three levels, has a solid game with his back to the basket, can attack you to the rim, is an excellent free throw shooter, and he's not a high volume three-point shooter, but on the season, he has shot over 40%. They like to get him freed up with the ability to take guys one-on-one and try to attack towards the basket. He is also a very willing and able passer as he attacks the basket. Looking at this team overall, they are efficient on both sides of the ball as they sit as the 50th most most efficient team offensively and number 20 on defense. K-State shoots the the ball well, both from, from two and from three. They are top 100 in offensive rebounding and are a 75% team from the free throw line. One thing about their offense, too, is they share the basketball tremendously well, ranked 8th nationally in assists per game at 16.9. Defensively, they hold opponents well under the national average from 2 and are top 15 in the country at defending the 3-point line, while also creating turnovers at a top 50 rate. I say all that, Sam, to say this. This team does have a few weaknesses that stick out to me. One, they turn the ball over on 20% of their offensive possessions, which is ranked 298th nationally. Number two, they get their shots blocked at one of the highest rates in the country. Number three, they allow an offensive rebound on 29.2% of their opponent's shots, which is outside of the top 200. And number four, they foul so much more than almost 300 other teams in college basketball and have consistently sent their opponents to the free throw line all season long. Sam, how does Kentucky take advantages of the weaknesses of Kansas State in order to march on to the Sweet 16? Yeah, I mean, AJ, this this is a strong and deep K-State roster that we're going up against AJ. They are led by those two seniors in Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. I mean, you already highlighted their game. Marquise Noel is one of the best guards in college basketball, AJ. He's so quick, incredible handles. He can create his shot just as well as anyone in college basketball. And I'd argue he is one of the best passers in college basketball, AJ. His ability to create shots for others with his quickness, with his agility, is unparalleled. And, you know, it, it boasts well for Keontae Johnson, a 6'6", 230-pound forward of similar body structure as to someone we just played in Bryce Hopkins, AJ. He has an ability to stretch you out and hit a deep shot. Um, and also, you know, you already said it, but he faces up and gets to the rim just as well as any forward in college basketball. But I'm glad you highlighted some of the weaknesses. I, I mean, to me, what really sticks out and what Kentucky has to do and do it as well as they've done throughout any stretch of the season is rebound the basketball, AJ. And it's going to have to be a team effort. You know they are going to be honing in with some of their more physical bodies on Oscar Sheboy. They're going to make his life miserable. He's no foreigner to that discomfort that teams try to put him in. You know he's still going to be able to try to eat as much as he can, but it's going to have to be an entire team effort, AJ. They let up the 219th worst 
rebounding defensively in the entire country, AJ. Kentucky, just for comparison, is the second best offensive rebounding team in the country currently, grabbing 39% of the rebounds available on the offensive glass, nearly 40%, AJ. So that is a huge discrepancy. Kentucky has to hit the glass hard again, and they've got to do it with an entire team collective effort. Again, one thing that we have been trending nicely through the transition of Savio Wheeler at point guard to Kaysom Wallace is we really do a fantastic job of taking care of the basketball offensively, AJ. And this is another opportunity. You have to limit your turnovers. And all while doing so, AJ, you really got to get up on this team and force them to make mistakes because they have been known more so than a lot of teams in the country to turn the ball over. And AJ, I can totally see this being a game where it's really going to come down to a couple of possessions. It's going to be a tight one, so strap in, put your seatbelt on, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. But those types of games, you have to take care of the basketball. And if your ability to to separate in that turnover battle is one, it's going to yield good things come down the stretch of the finish way, AJ, of the, you know, the game. So definitely something that sticks out to me for me AJ defensively you have to hone in on Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel you have to at all times someone has to be glued to them and you have to know your assignment and you have to know when and when not to help off of each other because honestly AJ there should not be an instance when you're you're leaving those two guys there's no instance when you're leaving those two guys i prefer to play marquis oh yeah go ahead man no i was just gonna say you you start to those guys start to break you down off the dribble and, and you start to help too much they know exactly where their shooters are in the court and they're throwing it straight to them so you, you that's that is a very good point you cannot come off of guys who can beat you from three if you gotta live with the one-on-one matchup but you cannot be helping off of guys who are spot-up shooters and are out there specifically to catch the ball and shoot it once their guards break you down off the dribble. No, 100%, and that's exactly where I was going. This is a matchup in Marquise Noel, AJ, that you know if Casey Wallace, hopefully we'll see and we will keep you guys posted. If Severe Wheeler gets the green light, I think this is a great opportunity with his speed, with his quickness, AJ. He is a matchup nightmare for Marquise Noel, and I really hope he has the ability to go. Even if, AJ, it's in limited 10, 12 minutes, that's enough to really give us that piece and that edge defensively against a very quick and small shifty guard like Marquise Noel. But regardless, whoever's guarding him, AJ, you have to live with the fact that he's going to try to break you down and beat you with his speed. Do not settle and let him start getting jump shots off from deep because, like you said, this kid literally, I wrote it down, AJ, shoots the ball from anywhere and everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. If you've watched some of his game tape, AJ, this kid is not afraid to pull the trigger from half court half the time, AJ. So you got to settle and you got to let him try to break you down and make tough twos, AJ. You, can, you cannot make him make shots from three because that's not going to boast well from Kentucky. I know you said he's just over 30% from three on the year, but you, you have to consider it. AJ, he's an elite perimeter threat because he puts up over 200 shots. Anyone that is shooting that significant amounts of shots from the three-point range and knocking down over 30% to me is considered an elite three-point perimeter shooter. So you have to acknowledge that. You have to be decisive in how you are going to guard him, AJ. But again, defense, 
rebounding. And the last point that I'm so glad you brought up, it's free throw shooting, baby. Free throw shooting is going to play a critical role in this matchup. I thought Jacob Toppin showed a lot of poise last game, but it has to carry over to the rest of the team, AJ. We know that if we play a physical brand of basketball like we've been doing, we are going to go to the line a lot tomorrow night, AJ. And that is an opportunity to step up, knock down your free throws, and really help your offense against a team that, look, they're a top 20 defense in the entire country, AJ. But I will say this, Kentucky has shown throughout the season some of our best basketball games played this year are against top and elite defensive presences. You look at the games against Arkansas, against Tennessee. Those are games where Kentucky shines their brightest. So I am not necessarily scared of their defensive presence. I'm not not giving them credit, AJ. But I think our offense as a top 15 offense in the country is going to get enough buckets. My focus is on the details and defending, rebounding, and free throw shooting. So glad that you brought it up because those are the exact keys to victory that I had written down, AJ. For you, this is a team that plays a physical brand of basketball, but they have an ability to score the ball, AJ. They can go on runs. For you, AJ, is this a game that you want to see Kentucky muck it up, make it physical, and really try to grind it out like we've been doing? Or do you think this is an opportunity for the Kentucky Wildcats to do some high-flying, high-energy, fast-paced basketball and try to outscore this team in a high-scoring affair? For you, what do you think the Kentucky Wildcats' best blueprint is for a victory? Here's what I think the best blueprint is for every Kentucky game or potential game that they have for the remainder of the season. You hang your hat on what you just talked about. Defense, rebounding, free throw shooting. Everything else will play itself out. Some nights you don't shoot well, okay. Guess what? It doesn't happen all the time. Like, that was a bad shooting performance. Odds are they're going to shoot the ball better against Kansas State. Their defense will affect them, obviously, but... I would be shocked if Kentucky had another game of under 30% or 35%, I guess, from the field. So, Sam, you have to be able to fall back on things regardless of how the shooting is going, regardless of how the refs are calling the game, regardless of how hot somebody on the other team may get at any point in time during the game or whatever run they may go on. You have to continue to hang your hat on certain things. And the only thing you can do is hang it on defense and rebounding. That is the only thing you can do combined with the free throw shooting. And if that foundation isn't there, who knows what could happen. But if you have those things there, you're going to give yourself a chance to win every single night. And so that's what the Kentucky Wildcats need to be concerned with in this game. It's a really quick turnaround in this game, Sam. So it's not like they're going to get a ton of scouting. They're going to have to really do their homework over the next, you know, 12 hours or so um, before tomorrow. I guess more than that. You know, we got a little under 24 hours till the game, 2.40 tip tomorrow, Eastern time. But um, so you don't have a whole ton of time. You're trying to get rest. You're trying to get prepared for your next opponent. So I think this is a game you have to fall back on those things that are your foundation of who you are as a team 
and and you go from there. And, and if we can do those things, then I think we will definitely put ourselves in a position to potentially win this game. And Sam, I really just have a few keys to victory, things I'm looking for, and it's it's really stuff you've talked about. But for me, it, you got to start stop Marquis Noel. That that is priority number one on defense and why to me it's priority number one is if you're gonna go after a snake you go for the head first you got to take the head of the beast first and he is what flows this offense he makes it run he is the one finding his teammates getting them in position to be there when he you know, the defense collapses, he can kick it out to them and using them in a way to create lanes to drive to the basket and different things of that nature. So I think if you can stop him first and foremost, it is going to stifle this offense because all things lead through his play at the point guard position. And so I love this matchup with Kaysen Wallace. I think Kaysen will be able to use his physicality. I mean, I know Noel is extremely quick, so Kaysen's going to have to be on his toes. But I like the the physicality nature of, Kay- of Kaysen as a guard, I think, trying to affect Noel um, as he gets over half court or maybe even picking him up um, you know, before half court and trying to disrupt their offense could be something that could bode well for the Kentucky Wildcats in this game. Number two, Sam, you got to absolutely continue to dominate the glass. No excuses. You have a big advantage. They will crash the glass hard on the offensive side. So you got to box people out and rebound defensively. And then they have proven to not be a good defensive rebounding team over the course of 30 plus games. So it is our time to take advantage of what we do better than anybody else in the country and that is attack the offensive glass one little thing i think is really important this game is winning the turnover battle i kind of touched on it sam but they are a team who turns the ball over at a really high rate on offense and so steals blocks tip passes i think that can be huge in this game we aren't a team who normally forces a lot of turnovers but i will say down the stretch of the season, you've seen an increased, you know, getting in passing lanes, deflecting passes, getting in people's faces and not letting them dribble and creating steals and deflections and things of that nature. And what that also allows you to do is to get out and run and get some easy baskets. This is not a game where it's going to be running up and down the court. So when you do get those fast break opportunities, it is a really good chance to help you create some separation in this game. So winning the turnover battle. And then the last key to victory for me, Sam, you have to match their intensity. One thing that sticks out after watching this Kansas State team all season, Sam, they bring it every night. They have a lot of energy. Their coach is a very high-energy guy. They feed through Marquise Noel at that point guard position. They are a team who is kind of, you know, their identity is those those hustle plays and, and getting after 50-50 balls and then really getting down and dirty and trying to lock people up on the defensive side of the ball. So you have to be prepared for that and you have to be able to match that intensity. And then Kentucky to just continue being who they are. I love this mindset they have. They're loose, they're free. They're coming into this thing with no weight of the world, no expectations. Let's go out there and let's compete and let's fight and let's do the things that we do. And, and, and 
you know, we'll we'll see where things up and end up in the end. So continuing that mentality to match the intensity, defense rebounding, free throw shooting, Sam, can't say it enough. That is the path for the Kentucky Wildcats to march on to the Sweet 16. Feels great. I, I, I can't lie, Sam. The win last night was awesome, but again, quick turnaround. So any last minute notes, nuggets on this game as we try to figure out who ultimately is the superior Wildcat? Yeah, I mean, AJ, just continue to play with that composure, but with that energy, know when to, you know, really just, you just got to know when to strike. You're never not in attack mode, AJ, but you got to know when your opportunities are. You got to stay composed. There's a, there's going to be games to run. This team in Kansas State, AJ, has the capability with some of their offensive power to really go on a run. You got to stay within yourselves. You can't let the moment get too big. I'm not afraid of that. I know what I've seen out of the Kentucky Wildcats the last six weeks. And that, if you bring that mentality, you bring that energy, you bring that composure, I'm not afraid of this Kansas State Wildcats team, AJ. I'm really not. I, I like the matchups. I like our ability to use our athleticism, our physicality, our length, AJ, because in most of the matchups at every key position, we're going to have a size advantage, an athletic advantage. Use that to advantage. That's that's really where we saw Kentucky exploit Providence was that those size advantages, AJ, at every single position, one through five, we were bigger than Providence. And, and we exploited that throughout the game on the boards, you know, with obviously creating our shots, being the more physical and dominant team. Other than one forward that sits at 6'10 for K-State, AJ, who does not play all of their minutes, we we have the size advantage, AJ. So really exploit that opportunity, but go out there and have a ball. I, I mean, just continue to enjoy this, AJ. Not that I forgot, but it's awesome to be reminded how fun winning in March is, AJ, and you can't take that for granted. This Kentucky Wildcats team is poised to do something special. This team in Kansas State stands in your way. Go out there, execute, give it 110%, and let's see where you stand when the final buzzer goes off, AJ. And I, I, I like our chances. I really do. I'm feeling great. I'm having fun. This has been awesome to be able to cover the Kentucky Wildcats after a win, AJ, in March. And let's hope that we have another opportunity come Monday, AJ. So I will see you for this Sunday matchup against Kansas State. And like you said, time to prove who the better Wildcats are. Absolutely, Sam. And before we do get out of here, I'll just say we will be back early in the week to recap the Kansas State game and hopefully preview a Sweet 16 matchup. If not, we'll hop on anyway. We'll give our thoughts on the game. Um, but hopefully we can keep this train rolling, Sam. I'd love to keep continue to do a few more episodes where we're previewing previewing and, and recapping games for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. We will all be locked and loaded, ready for tomorrow, 240 Eastern, down in Greensboro, the Kentucky Wildcats and the Kansas State Wildcats. Sam, thank you for your time today. Thank you to everybody who listens. Let's go watch some basketball. 
and go cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh, C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.